Hey everybody, and welcome to the show. This is Radio Gripe. Uh, I am one part of the host. I am Joe. <laughs> I'm Jen. And uh, we are here to open things up and uh, just talk all kinds of shit on the world that we're living in. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. When you say I'm one part of the host, it definitely implies the existence of a parasite. I mean... Which is you or me? I'm not sure. Here, you haven't gathered that? <laughs> I have. I all the time to say I am one half of your host, uh, but to say one part that kind of drives it home, I guess. Uh, this is our general discussion show where we get into all kinds of uh, mischief, talking about the news and the, the state of affairs in the world here. And uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, did you catch our last episode? It was great. Ah, <laughs> you're too kind. Uh, it, was, it really was. Uh, anybody that did catch it, uh, that was a radio exclusive. Uh, an audio recap, just kind of a rewind and a re- remembrance of, of what we went through in the year 2020. Hey, y'all, I was going to throw it to the podcast, and I thought I was so good. But after re-listening to it, I'm like, all right, yeah, this is all fair use clips. Uh, we have the um, you know permission to use the music that we're using. And then, um, yeah, somewhere around <clears throat> minute 17 is <laughs> where it all goes to shit. <laughs> That's when I threw... John Lennon's power to the people. I, I oh, just yeah. I just started that. I just started going wild. I'm sorry, but those people will sue you. I know, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean I don't bitch. I don't care about being sued uh, personally. I feel like I'm never really gonna try to rip somebody off. I don't feel like it's unethical, immoral. We're not making a profit here. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly not. Well, I mean, everything that we're trying to do is to uh share ideas and uh share expressions and emotions and uh kind of you know kind of like make make an emotional or contact uh with I, people that might be listening i get and it we, though we write your own music to do that y'all you gotta know? write your own song write your own damn songs if you want to put it in your piece and make that a, a podcast um mm-hmm. be everything yeah you know i just heard that uh some copyrights come up on george orwell oh uh it's been 48 years something like that Four, yeah i forget what it maybe it's 52 years so yeah some of this stuff right now is uh now uh public domain i guess fabulous yeah right it's a it's a good time to make george orwell more available to the good to the people yeah 100 percent. you know we were talking about charlotte's web earlier today and i kept thinking about animal farm and then you were talking about babe and then babe pig in the city and i kept thinking about animal farm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I guess that'll happen. So, uh, yeah, so here's our first episode of the new year, uh, 2021. I guess one could say we have a big docket to kind of go over, but we're not going to sit here and talk for like four fucking hours over the insane last couple of weeks of 2020. Uh, We are going to just kind of hit some points and uh, just see where it takes us. We'll just talk about the fun stuff. Sure. Uh, Should we still do a check-in? On the moment of the fun stuff, let me say... That the opinions and all the fun stuff here on uh, K- on uh, uh, radio, our show, Radio Gripe, do not necessarily reflect the opinions and fun stuff of KBSR and uh, its its various pieces. We do what we do here, and it's all on us. Uh, we got an email. It's we're trying show at gmail.com, and we have an Instagram. It's Radio Gripe TX because uh, we like to be confusing. So yeah. <laughs> Get at us, uh, if you dare. But yeah, we can do a check-in. Jen, how the hell are you? Well, I had a three-day weekend for the holiday, nice. which is fabulous. It gives me so much time to kick around the house and work on all the most important projects that I need to work on, uh, such as laundry, trying to make myself into a curly-haired person. It's not going great. It's going okay. Uh, playing Hellblade. You're... Playing Hellblade, I'm very, I'm very happy with that. And learning Eternal Flame on my ukulele, and just kind of huh. just playing and singing that till it gets boring. Yeah, no, oh, that's that's a good one. I can't wait till you uh, to get that one pinned down. Oh, it's a great chord progression. I uh, really just need to work on the strumming. Yeah, I have uh, been through a couple weeks of lowered work and uh, various weekends because of either a holiday schedule or uh, various viral threats around me uh every everything is cool everybody's safe uh but yeah COVID-19 continues to have an impact on my life professionally uh and yours yours the 
listener. And yours, the listener. Everybody, welcome to the new year, dealing with the same old shit. Uh, I think, without further ado, let's go ahead and hit a few of the things that have happened lately. going to in in no linear order i'm going to just kind of bring up so first off uh something news that was released on new year's eve mf doom uh, the rapper had passed away uh you might also know him as mad villain or a couple other names uh but apparently he had died some time ago he died around halloween but his family and loved ones took their time in dealing with their grief before making a public statement for it, which, uh, I can totally understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? I find that really interesting and I can understand that they're like, you know what? It's, it's a harrowing to deal with. And, uh, yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. When you say he died some time ago, it just sent a chill down my spine. Like you were saying, he actually died seven years ago. (laughs) And that's why he tends to wear a mask. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just sounded really like chilling adventures of Sabrina for a second. But anyway. We're all kind of late to the story, but it's still like this fitting thing that happened within this, the cursed or that, the cursed year of 2020, however you want to look at it. And it's all a little arbitrary, you know, but it definitely was a, a rough year. There were some heartbreaking. with symbolism. And I was just reading the New York Times and they were doing a look back on, you know, the the lives they lived or whatever, the issue they do that's really depressing at the end of the year every year, uh, looking at some of the the legacies of uh, people that died uh, throughout the year. Um, This year they committed, I'd say, you know, half the coverage to low-profiled people Mm -hmm. who died of covid and left a you know kind of hole uh in the hearts and lives of their families but yeah a lot of people died this year that i didn't even you know just went right under the radar with all the death uh you know that was happening this year well even just covid is uh well over thirty thousand at this point Mm. i thought it was very moving Uh, mf doom not included uh on that list of people that we lost this year um, but some, yeah, some important and, uh, and moving and inspiring people and some people who died, you know, before their time. Yeah. And as much of as, uh, like a loss, you know, that, that some of these people were, uh, who we cherish. I'm trying to think right now. Chadwick Boseman obviously died this year. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery died this year. Mm-hmm. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Um, you know, probably leaving so many people out. There were a few. Helen Reddy died this <clears throat> year. Yeah. There were a few uh, old, like, country legends mm. uh, that weren't super well-known. Well, insofar as all, all the rest, so let, me, let me just kind of rip through, and then we'll kind of just talk about some things, I guess. So some time ago, you know, fueled by Michael Flynn's QAnon bullshit, Trump had asked about deploying the military to overturn the election. Mm. This was, like, pre-Christmas. Um we've uh bc this happened yeah right around christmas we saw a far-right mob uh many of whom were armed attempting to storm the oregon state capitol uh with trump merch being sold nearby in a little pop-up tent uh speaking of trump uh, he issued 26 new pardons for some of his some of the closest members of his uh rat king like nest of scumbags uh, of course, we had neo-Vikings from California that have been given a green light to found a whites-only church in Minnesota. Of course. Yeah. No, well, it's complicated. Um, we saw initially the $600 per person stimulus get fought over a whole lot, and that has passed through. Uh, but now there has been extra legislation attempted and failed to get people the $2,000 that Trump wanted to get through a Twitter rant. And Mitch McConnell introduced a poison pill, and that didn't go anywhere. And so now Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi's homes have been vandalized by people who uh, want their money. 
which I got questions about that whole thing. So do I. Do you not want to talk about that? Or? We, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's just talk about a couple more things here. Of course, uh, COVID-19 now ranks number three in cause of death in Travis County, moving accidental death to number four. Um, there has been things here and there about vaccine distribution. Um, we had talked the other day about uh, the doctor that was in... Wisconsin. Again, do you not want to talk about this or? Right. No, the doctor in Wisconsin that had left like over, he left several hundred doses of the vaccine out purposefully. Some some 500 doses, uh, something like $10,000 worth of the vaccine uh, left it out to spoil, which, you know, I guess we'll get into that. These are all topics. These are some of the topics we may choose to get into uh, in the show today. Hey, Maybe there will be bonus content. Go check out our Patreon. Uh, on Christmas Day, there is an exploding RV in Nashville, uh, which alerted people to vacate the area prior to its detonation. Nobody was hurt, but also... Uh, I'm told three people were hurt, but no one was seriously injured. Nobody was seriously injured. People were treated for minor uh, Minor injuries. injuries. Yeah. Uh, but it's that one's just a real sad story that I don't know if we, we can, but I don't know if we want to get into... Um, we did have a gingerbread monolith uh, that appeared in San Francisco around Christmas. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, also, Illinois uh, had expunged nearly 500,000 marijuana arrest records in its uh, move to say that drugs won in the war on drugs. Merry Christmas! Yeah. Uh, what's, I- what, Illinoisans? Uh, I was going to say, like, what's an old-timey word for... Like a weed smoker. Dope fiend. Pothead. Pothead is kind of old fashioned. <laughs> um, <laughs> Merry Christmas, dope fiends of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Santa uh, brought you a little something extra this year. There you go. So, Gleason, I didn't write his first name here, I can't remember, but uh, the local sheriff was uh, sworn in on January 1st. You don't um, need to know his first name. You call him Sheriff Gleason. You call him Sheriff Gleason. Um, you, don't, so you don't call him Bobby. Robert Chody. Robert Chody. It's always hard to get that name right. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been indicted uh, last year over what well, we've talked about on the show before. Destruction of evidence in the case of the death of Javier Ambler in police custody. And so he's under investigation and indictment right now. Uh and he lost the election because he was still able to go through with it. And he started claiming that he totally won the election and that there's no way to ever know because so many things were wrong. That does seem to be the trend. Yeah, so Gleason has been sworn in and has announced uh, five investigations uh, into like five investigations deputy misconduct. Into deputy misconduct. Yeah, over around like eight or nine people, uh, and he's he said that you know basically the floodgates were opened as he came in, and and people really felt like they could now finally get their cases heard. Um, yeah, that's what he was saying, ranging from uh, sexual assault to deputy misconduct mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, other things that just were simply uh, permanently on the back burner. <clears throat> he was saying that yeah. he didn't want to leave it all to the Texas Rangers to deal with. Uh, we should uh, st- start tackling this backlog. Yeah. So fucking getting it done on day one, Sheriff Gleason. So few he, more he has my full conditional support. Yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. And let's let's get Chody the time he deserves. Uh, Which is how it should be. All elected officials should have our conditional support. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, stands. here's the thing. Uh, everybody should be beholden to a standard uh, befitting their station. Proud girls are a thing. Yay. And the proud boys... Girl power. ...aren't happy about it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. If you are anti-semitic and and racist and uh and uh anti-government and everything else but also anti-misogynist there's a place for you i forget who i was reading it's someone i i like feel like i know like i've seen her work in a lot of stuff but yeah she was like framing this as like a weird feminist issue where like she acknowledges that the proud boys are a hate group and so is the proud girls or like she puts it differently for the proud girls and she does the proud boys she says (laughs) 
the proud she calls the proud boys a hate group and then she talks about the rise of the proud girls it talks about the wrestler i'm sorry uh, mma fighter uh who founded it yeah a prominent uh successful mma fighter uh 42 years old something like that somewhere around my age yeah just brick shit house uh also has some some far-right views and the way they describe the proud girls as um was more the way she did it was like espousing right-wing ideology so like really tempered that uh you know hate hate group thing that she came with earlier mm-hmm. and then mocked the proud boys for their masculine fragility yeah and i'm like do you not know what the proud boys are though like that's like literally the whole point yeah is it's a, you, it's a boys club that says there should be safe spaces for men only and that women should be relegated to support roles in society as wives and mothers and housekeepers yeah, and well, I, I don't understand funny... why we're like being like support like like the undertone of her yeah. article was that like you know, hey girls can be hate groups too right. you know like I'm yeah, like what right? what do you want are you trying to get me to root for the proud girls what's happening right now Yeah, I didn't really get that. <laughs> um. If you want to be proud girls and you want to support the proud boys, then go home. Then marry go home, marry one of us, have babies, and get back into the fucking kitchen. I had, seen, I, had, I had seen a response by this uh, MMA figure uh, that you referenced that I'm sorry, I don't have a name. Yeah, here. who gives a fuck? Yeah. But yeah, she had said, you know, some really straight up like, I can I can beat the shit out of any one of you alleged men. I'll, I'll, I'll beat the shit out of any, any of you pecker boys. Yeah, pecker boys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is beautiful. And so I'm sorry for me, there is definitely some some just kind of like popcorn eating. I know. Loving this, <laughs> loving this play out. Uh, yeah, it's it's dumb. It's insane. MAGA world gets wilder than that, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, talking about even, shit, man, Pelosi's house getting trashed. That seems more like, more like fucking MAGA world false flag to me, right? So, okay, so we we are talking about this now? We are uh, just to say real quick, quantum teleportation has been achieved uh, over 44 kilometers. That's 27 miles. And at 90% uh, accuracy, that is fidelity. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Quantum stuff is really complicated, but this is a really big breakthrough in science, and that's really damn cool. Ex- explain to me this teleportation thing, uh, if you can. So uh, the way it was expressed to me is that they're working with qubits, which are these particles that are always in a state of randomness until you observe them. So it's kind of like uh, a six-sided die is how it's related to, right? And so consider that you have a chain of six-sided die that have entanglement, which means that what one does influences what the next one does. Okay. And so if you are able to uh, alter or like control the way that these items are entangled, then over a space which is essentially vacuum, these quantumly entangled qubits uh, can be manipulated to do certain things. So 
you fix the first one, a die, to roll on two, which means that the second one automatically has to be five to equal seven. Know what I mean? It's it's like rigging dice in this way, where one one lands and the other one has to land in a certain way in order to make your achieved uh, circuit. How do you... Okay, this sounds really dumb, but how do you arrange for the qubits to be quantumly entangled? Well, that is super fucking complicated, and that was not covered in anything that I read. Uh, that's, that's where it becomes really high science, and even people that are professionals in the field are saying that these are all proofs of concept. Like, we sit and we theorize and we talk about it forever with really deep science terms, and then we're able to do it, and we didn't even really expect that to happen. We don't know, and sometimes we fail. But yeah, um, quantum uh, computation and quantum internet is what they're studying here, and it's the way to send information. Uh, and they did use essentially a wire, like a hard wire for this, but that is also like a measurement. But what happens instead of like the way traditional wiring electronics and data transfer works with that relies on a tangible physical thing to run the circuit. Whereas this is something that happens on a subatomic quantum level of continual randomness. But they're able to say like, oh, well, there's enough of a pattern, I guess, that like if you hit this, the next piece will do this. Are you saying that they set up a 40 kilometer wire in order to test it? 44. A 44. 27 miles. Yeah. We just barely started with 5G and Google Fiber. Yeah. And look, well, at, what... and look what's happened. There's this whole pandemic. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sorry. All this talk reminds me of Star Trek The Next Generation where Lieutenant Reginald Barkley, the neurotic uh, recurring oh, character. Oh, yeah, Barkley, yeah. Um, he has this, and this is from an episode called The Realm of Fear. He has a transporter phobia that has just emerged in this episode, I guess, because we've never seen him transport before. We've seen a lot of characters transport sure. and then die and never make it back uh-huh. to the he, ship. Berkeley did not wear a red shirt. He had a brown shirt. Uh, correct. He's from engineering. Uh, so, but he has a transporter phobia and all of the other characters on the show mock him relentlessly and they tell him that the molecular transportation is the safest form of travel and there has not been a mishap for hundreds of years which really annoyed me because there had at this point been several mishaps uh, just within season five uh, transporter mishaps so they're lying right to his face uh, but in this episode during the materialization uh, he sees warm like creatures which later turn out to be uh, in this show spoilers uh, crew members that are trapped in the matter stream in yet another earlier transporter mishap mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. occurred previously. I do think after this episode, which is all about uh, Barkley facing his fears, they do go back to straight lying to his face about how safe transporter travel <laughs> is. Of course they do. I mean, just like with the... Uh, What's the second most likely thing to go wrong? What do they call it? The holodeck. The holodeck. Yeah. Yeah, they're constantly touting how safe the holodeck is. Yeah. But yet a child can remove the safety features, A, and then you can... A piece of the holodeck becomes sentient. (laughs) Yep, that happens a lot. A lot. (laughs) Snotty. Beam him down. Yes, sir. Immediately, sir. What's happened to his head? It's on backwards. This is terrible. Do something. I'm sorry, sir. There must have been a microconverter malfunction. Why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big? Um, so Magarold is spiraling with uh, Louis Gomert, the Texas representative, calling for violence in the streets, and attorney Lynn Wood calling for Pence's execution. You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about that yeah. after the break. Uh, for you podcast listeners... After a, I don't know, should we still put a break here for them? Yes, we should absolutely put a station break here for them. You should know all about KBSR. Hey, Jen, do you want to do a station break with me? Mm-hmm. We've never done this before. This is fun. Hey everybody, it's uh, me, Joe, and of course I'm joined by... Me! 
And uh, we just want to take a moment to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our show, Radio Grape. And, of course, thanks for listening to KBSR, Black Sparrow Digital Radio. Yeah. Jen, <laughs> did you know that Black Sparrow is fully independent? I did not. Yeah, it is fully independent. Like, that's me, you, this equipment. Like, we bought this ourselves. We're fully independent. We're doing this ourselves, right? Yeah, we got a damn good deal. We don't have shareholders. We're just working. We're putting our time and our love and our, and our craft into this for the network. Literal blood, sweat, urine, semen. Little, it, it's all in there. It's all in there. And what else is in there? The money from our Patreon community. The, you know, the bills, they don't get paid in blood, sweat, and urine. You can, you can offer the uh, cable man of the electric company all the semen you got. They want cash money. Now, they can accept that, too, if it is under $20 of value. <laughs> I looked it up this year. Under 1.5 ounces? Like, what? They cannot accept cash donations, but they can accept a present, uh, a present uh, with a $20 or under value. Of, of semen, which they then turn into electricity later, and that's how we power the show. That's right. So we've got a Patreon. Uh, it's You can find it by going to BlackSparrowMusicParlor.com, and there's a quick Patreon link there. Other links you'll find on that page is how to listen to the radio live stream. You'll get plenty of great shows and just music filler uh, 24 hours a day. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty dope. The Patreon community, y'all get a little bit extra um, as we move into the year and start uh, winning this battle against COVID-19. Uh, there are things we're going to do for the Patreon community, offering, uh, you know, more of the quarterly events. Possible um, upcoming puppet show. Possible upcoming puppet show. That's all I'm going to say. That's just a little worm on a hook dangling for all y'all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks for all that. And uh, special thanks from us and I'm sure from you to uh, our friend Trev Wren and the Mental State Fair for the use of the theme song Dying in Texas. Thanks to Alex uh, and his project Spectrostatic for a lot of our other stings and everything else that we're doing here. And uh, thanks again to you just for being here. Just for being here. Yeah, that's all that matters to us. We, we enjoy having this conversation with you every week. Uh, but yeah, if you want to dig deep, don't let Joe get dehydrated. Sorry, I was trying to make a callback to the semen, but it didn't really work. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so we're back. But uh, yeah, you had come to me some days ago and you were like, oh, did you hear Lynn Wood, an attorney that we all have to be aware of now for some fucking reason? Right. Now they keep and they keep describing him as a pro-Trump attorney. He's not a Trump attorney. Uh, he is a pro-Trump attorney. He does not legally right. represent Trump. Uh, he legally did represent Kyle Rittenhouse, and that's how he came to our attention, I would guess. Ish, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you were like, oh, did you hear he's been uh, accusing Supreme Court Justice John Roberts of murdering Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia? Mm -hmm. Linwood lately has been in Georgia telling Republican voters not to vote in the runoff until the general election results are overturned. We'll, we'll been, see how that pans out. We don't yeah. yet know the results of the Republican runoff election for Georgia. Right. He's actively telling Republicans, just don't do it. I know this because um, I'm still getting notices from Stacey Abrams asking me for money, which normally I'd be like, yeah, let's throw some extra. I got 20 bucks, but uh, I really don't think that. Oh, God, I probably shouldn't say this, but. I feel like all the money in the world isn't going to decide the Georgia election. And it's a little late in the game to be playing this uh, fundraising. Who can spend more competition yeah. between the two parties? For sure. So there's been that. Uh, he's been accusing, as you say, Justice John Roberts of being a pedophile and suggesting he's involved in the death of Antonin Scalia. He's theorizing that Mike Pence will be arrested for treason, summarily executed by firing squad and... He has been positing that he is himself the second coming of Christ. Oh, well, that's fun. So his his full tweet, um, after alleging that John Roberts had Scalia killed, uh, was, I'm fully aware of the onslaught of attacks made against me based on my revelations about Chief Justice John Roberts. Before attacking me, maybe fair-minded people would first like to ask 
Justice John Roberts to tell the truth. Or as Jeffrey Epstein, he is alive. Yeah. Um, later speculated, is John Roberts a member of a club or a cabal requiring minor children as an initiation fee? Maybe. I don't know. The world wants to know. Um, yeah, definitely a QAnon guy. Um, mm-hmm. Super into that. But yeah, uh, with his tweet about Mike Pence, he raised alarms with with his calls that Mike Pence be at the top of the list for arrest for treason and uh, has called on Pence to resign and, quote, face execution by firing squad in uh, his tweet on Friday. You know, also adding that uh, after Pence's arrest, he will sing like a bird and reveal himself as a main participant causing... Right. Uh, so... Well, yeah, causing causing people to uh, tag the FBI and the Secret Service in their uh, yeah. response tweets. Saw a few of those. Uh, because, you know, people are saying this violates Title 18 of the U.S. Code. Uh, if you threaten um, abduction, abuse, or bodily harm. Well, I don't know if like, abuse is a vague word. I think it's it's abduction, something, and bodily harm. Uh, to specifically the vice president of the United States, you could receive a fine or up to five years in prison. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, man, we'll see how that one fucking pans out. He's he's been on. He's flirting with. Road. He's flirting with some domestic terrorist accusations. He's yeah, just flirting with them. He's just like a little bit. He's just blowing a little kiss from across the but room. But here's the thing: uh, this dude is he is well down this road that he's been on, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't even know where he came from. I assume he's been on it for a while. He's, yeah, he's been like in the no, nobody of notice for a long time. But as things have gotten wild over the year of 2020, and uh, specifically uh, in the aftermath of the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting a couple people in Kenosha and everything, and, and him going to support him, because... We talked a couple of weeks ago about the other person, can't remember his fucking name, from that law firm. Her. Oh, the the other person from the law firm? Oh, okay, that, I'm that sorry. I think you're talking about somebody That else. split with Lynn Wood and was part of the fundraisers that were raising a lot of money to get Rittenhouse out of jail and everything else. Right. But anyway, so in August, uh, there was a lawsuit against Lynn Wood citing erratic, abusive, and unprofessional behavior, uh, which led other partners to leave the firm. Some of the conversations around that time cited him being hostile with righteousness. So, yeah, uh, as you pointed out, he's on that pedophilic globalist are selling our nation to China tip. Like, he he says that Epstein is probably still alive. He jumps there to claim that John Roberts is connected to Epstein. John Roberts, he says, was discussing court replacements before Scalia's sudden death. Uh, And here's the new thing. this starts from this starts at Louis Gomer, right? So Louis Go Louis fucking Gomer putting the goober in U.S. representative. I was gonna say gubernatorial, that doesn't fit. Uh, he <laughs> nice filed try. Gomer filed a lawsuit trying to force Mike Pence to override the electoral committee and seize the election. Uh, Mike Pence himself thought that that was a gross idea. And he asked a federal judge to smack it down. The judge did because what Gomer was suggesting was uh, like a, a coup kind of move. So at that point, after it was smacked down, Gomer gave an interview on the Alt Fox Network Newsmax and said that the court's decision amounts to telling the people, quote, to go to the streets and be as violent as Antifa and BLM. So with this betrayal of Pence, uh, Linwood talks to Twitter and addresses all of his followers, no pun intended, to say that this whole time they were fighting the elections, they were forcing the Democrats, when really the vote was being rigged from inside the House. This idea about him claiming to be the second coming to this uh, circum... This is around the legal filings about when people were saying they were forced out of the law firm, and he left some anti-Semitic voicemails... And he told them that by messing with him, they were messing with the God Almighty. And uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are legal right. briefs filed with him saying, like, I could be Christ right now. And you were, you were going against, like, the worst. So this is kind of like a fucking bullshit intimidation tactic where he's literally trying to be like, I'm Christ. Like, 
you can't legally you know, in a way, hold me or I'm, something. I'm actually sorry that we're platforming. This guy's ranting. It's insane, though. It's not funny. No, it ain't funny. We don't have a comedy show. <laughs> yep, this is not comedy, folks. I'm sorry, but that's what's happening. Is that this this guy that has, yeah, been simmering in this horrible fucking right wing backburner has now rose theo- to a theolo- position theologian. of like national consciousness, possibly global consciousness, yeah, like household and, name status. And he's regardless of anything, he's fucking getting rich off of the American people being duped by this entire administration and the entire cultural <laughs> alignment and positioning with Donald Trump. Well, speaking of civil ill will, uh, general unrest, uh-huh. Antifa, oh boy, BLM. Now you're talking my language. Yeah, a couple, a couple folks' homes were vandalized recently. That would be Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. We brought that up earlier. Oh no. I'm not sure in what order this happened. I feel like it was Pelosi first and then that's, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell that's my understanding. Mitch yes. McConnell's the one getting all the news right now. Oh, fuck him. I saw the Mitch McConnell graffiti and it was, where's my money? Written on the door of his, I yeah. want to say like, maybe like Connecticut or Massachusetts home. And it was also not spelled properly. Somewhere on a window there was also written um, it something like, like... It looked like it was spelled properly. It's just you couldn't really see the... Um, apostrophe very well yeah there was allegedly more of it around the house that was like you know uh mcconnell kills for money or some such like Mm. that but like yo you gotta admit though that also not only did that come second but that kind of pills in comparison to the theatrics of pelosi yeah a little bit more dramatic yeah uh you had uh spray paint all over a garage door that said 2k we want our money or uh no rent and uh, we want everything. But what else? And also a pig's head. Yeah. <laughs> and fake blood. I just want to be clear. That was not real blood, but a bunch of fake blood and apparently a real pig's head. Uh, which is, is more achievable if you're like, you know, doing props. So like, I, get, I get it. I know it seems like it should just be like, yeah, of course, there's been some vandalism on, you know, both parties' doors. This is a highly contentious period in American history. A lot of people are upset. I'm just... Um, here's, go ahead. But, so I looked very closely at the graffiti on the garage. For sure. Oh my God, it's McConnell's handwriting. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, Nancy Pelosi has like, she's like a Bay Area place, like, I I guess kind of surprisingly modest place, but it's probably not her own, her only house. Uh, I'm sure it's not, but. I'm sure it's not. Um, I'm looking at this. It's all on the garage and in the driveway uh-huh. where the graffiti is. And it says 2K, which is then crossed out. And the next phrase is cancel rent. Underneath that, obviously, it says we want everything. Right. To the left of we want everything, there is what is an attempt at an anarchy symbol, I think. Oh, yeah. Which that, is... That some, was pretty pathetic, Someone it? made a circle, and then instead of a proper anarchy symbol, they put the A neatly inside it, like the like the trademark symbol. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a, a regular letter A, fully within the circle, which I find highly suspect. Mm-hmm. So, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Um, am I thinking that these are not leftist anarchists who don't even know how to make an anarchy symbol yeah here's the thing (laughs) leftist anarchists will know this hey where my leftist anarchists out so when you make an anarchy symbol and the lines go outside of the circle you are throwing a representation to living outside of the system Mm -hmm. and disruption of the status quo and wherever the lines are inside of the circle you are talking about organizational anarchy and the uh, legitimate view of practically creating a government-free uh, life. And there is a difference there. See, this, so is, this gonna, is why I come to you, babe. If you're going to be the person that leaves a fucking pig's head and a spray-painted message on somebody's house, you're not putting your lines inside the circle. I mean, it's almost as if they carefully kept the lines inside the circle. Maybe so it would be legible, but they, also... They were... I mean, hey, I I felt like the handwriting was... I don't want to be fucked up here, but I felt like it was a little girly. 
Oh, come on. The handwriting, <laughs> it was a fine tagging job. I have no complaints. It was not good. It wasn't good, but it was adequate. It was better spelled than what was on Mitch McConnell's house. I think we're both speculating that this might not be a spontaneous leftist outburst. That, in fact, these might be right-wingers. Uh, they trying would to, say... fan the flames. Cross out 2K and say we want everything. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, however, there is one more thing I want to say, and you might not have noticed this, is underneath cancel rent, but above we want everything is the phrase UBI exclamation point. It's a slightly obscured by the windows. I know. Yeah. Because I noticed there were windows. I didn't see this UBI that you're talking about. Take another look. You'll see UBI. This stands for? Universal basic income, of course. Okay. And that might indicate that it is, in fact, a leftist. Even though it is the Bay Area, this could be the work of a right winger trying to look like a leftist. But also UBI exclamation point and then position in such a way that most people won't even notice it's there. Mm hmm might indicate that it is the work of a leftist. The plot thickens. I know. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Uh, the thing that I think about it, though, is like... Uh, also, why doesn't Pelosi even have cameras? I'm sorry, but... Everyone has cameras. Did y'all not pay attention to the fact that Pelosi actually did immediately introduce a bill and be like, hey, your president wants $2,000 stimulus checks. Let's make it happen. The answer is yes. The answer was no. Pelosi wanted, yes. Well, the answer is yes, that Pelosi did that, but also the answer to Pelosi was no. <laughs> right. Um, and so instead, Mitch McConnell introduced this poison pill where he said, yeah, here's your $2,000 stimulus, but also it's tied to repealing protections against social media companies yeah. and some other shit that Trump wanted that nobody was willing to allow See, him over four years. You know, here, yeah, here's the thing. Maybe uh, I'm not looking, maybe my head's not screwed on straight because I'm such a, I a feel like, like a pilled leftist or something. So the thing about, I just don't, I can understand why someone would graffiti McConnell's doorway. Give me my fucking money because people yeah. have been sending those messages to his email and on Twitter. Dude, the last week has been nothing but memes about people threatening him with twisted tea. Yeah, I just... I... Wait, what? Yeah, have you not caught that? story to talk about with the uh, suicide bomber in Nashville. I don't know if we want to talk about that and, and just bum everybody out. Nobody wants to talk about suicide on Christmas on Christmas morning. Well, we're past it. I think that we could take a moment for it, but I'm not wanting to get deep, deep in the details uh, because people are trying to twist it into a thing of like, you know, was was he aligned with conspiracy theories? Is he anti-police? Like, what is his deal? We just don't know. And we don't necessarily know. I think that with what is known about him, it's probably understandable that he was probably just depressed and suicidal. Uh, I don't think that what he did was a good way to go out. But also, no. I, I feel like I got sympathy. I feel like this is a very sad story. It's happening on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I did read an account at the time of... Uh, there was a lesbian couple who initially heard gunshots. And I think they said that they were the people that called the police after hearing gunshots. And around the time that the police arrived uh, to kind of investigate... 
that's when this van started emitting this sound, uh, you know, this, this bullhorn warning. They got spooked and they gathered up their cat, got in the car and started driving and they drove to a safe distance away and they waited. And so, they, I mean, like nothing happened. And so they were like, oh, well, okay, let's start heading back. I guess this is bullshit. Unbeknownst to them, a different, a different countdown had started. Yeah, they got a little closer and that's when they saw the explosion. Their apartment was totaled and, you know, they, they lost all their stuff and everything, but they escaped with their lives and their cat. Yeah, still no motive about why. That, right. Of course, after that, it came out that they found human remains near the van. Uh-huh. Uh, that would have been the person inside the van. No idea of a motive. What we do know, what Joe tells me, is that they... At what point was the van uh, playing this song? Um, immediately leading up to it is what I had understood. The, the song did not finish essentially so after the pre-recorded message it started to play downtown uh, yeah by shit petula clark petula clark and she has denounced her song being used which i felt was pretty pointless <laughs> kind and of honestly bullshit she has to do that i was felt i felt that it was maybe even a little callous she's like i didn't mean to write a terrorist anthem believe it or not right you know it's like that's not a thing that she needs to what get in front of no, man. You know what I mean? I listened to that song after hearing it and had to acknowledge that that song will never, ever be the same. No. Um, and whatever kind of fun sorrow we used to think was in that song yeah. is now a lot darker. Uh, I mean, it was. It's, uh, it's, it's such a perky song. There's always been a darkness to it uh, because lyrically... You know, it's about feeling isolated in the city and hopefully getting over that, like getting over your, your shyness in the city. Right. And then, uh, of course, they used it in Girl Interrupted, uh, but in a happy moment. It wasn't like uh, the uh, the suicide song that they later used. Why does the sun go on shining? Why do these eyes of mine cry? I'm probably getting the lyrics wrong. Don't they know it's the end of the world? It ended when you said goodbye. Did you ever see Girl Interrupted? Your voice is fucking beautiful. Oh. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the song right before Brittany, for Brittany Murphy's character. Uh, well, she kills herself. And uh, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I always thought this was a really sad song and, um, I, I guess his, uh, the guy, you know, there's been some speculation that this might have been like a deranged act of, uh, terrorism, like that he was trying to take out the mm-hmm. AT&T mm-hmm. towers. There's mm-hmm. a kind of a tenuous link between him and AT&T. Well, people popped up really quick and tried to say, oh, he's against, uh, 5G. He's in that lizard thing. Uh, and I don't know that I, like the dude has a long history of working with technology and communications no um that's not what i read he is a commercial truck driver his father worked for at&t he's not a commercial truck driver he's a contractor uh for a security service at like a digital cyber security service really for a real estate company okay yeah he's he's worked in damn i guess the news hadn't it's been like a com- over a week and the news hasn't even settled on he's who a fuck computer this guy is he's a he computer does. dude he works in cyber security uh yeah well, which which that's going to be a coin toss on whether you want to believe that he's uh yeah. into this 5g conspiracy i don't know i want to say that would give him a better understanding of things but also I don't know if if he's off on a tangent. He's off on a tangent. Did he do any damage to five G networks? Five G, no. He disrupted local nine one one service and a few other things. Uh, but no. <laughs> All we can know is that he didn't want people to die, but he did want to do 
some destruction or at least go out with a bang. That's all we can surmise. Um, We know that he had uh, security cameras and no trespassing signs around his home, but Mm -hmm. literally that's half of all people living in the state of Texas. So it's hard for me to see that as abnormal or paranoid, uh, particularly Uh, considering, you know, I work in like a central Austin middle class neighborhood and they they all have multiple security cameras. Trust There are straight up, you know, places with the sign that say, you know, trespassers will be shot. Uh, Yeah, that's our neighbors. And this is this guy's not a Texan. This dude's from Tennessee. Uh, Yeah. So that mentality ain't too different. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Uh, One of his neighbors had come out and said, that he spoke with him shortly before Christmas, and after asking about his uh, elderly uh, mom, the the neighbor said that he uh, he asked, "Get anything good uh, this Christmas from Santa?" And that the dude said, and, like like smiled and said, "Oh yeah, Nashville and the world is never gonna forget me." Yeah, which sounds like something out of a you know a movie. So there's questions there about him signing off some property to somebody. I haven't dug into that because I'm not trying to be a fucking uh, cool, rubber, cool rubber necker about at this. Yeah, yeah, I know. But um, one of the things that I couldn't avoid seeing was a headline delving into his past that he is a pothead, kind of an old hippie character, and he has uh, a long history of despising law enforcement. Um, people that have known him since he, I guess, kind of got into this profession in the 70s, and people that know, have known him throughout the 80s talked about how he was a pretty cool, laid-back dude, but also he just really, really hated authority. So he's anti-establishment. Like, that can go anywhere by 2020. Sure. Like, what you're going to do with that anti-establishment yeah. feeling. See, that's what... And that's... I'm thinking about this guy, and I keep thinking about Christian Slater from Heathers. Yeah. And I'm like, to, to a couple of people that I talked to about it, I'm like, look, I ain't trying to be heartless. I don't condone what he did by any means. But at the same point, like, can we not understand that this was a person? Like, you know what I mean? That yeah. I think that I think was in a very dark and sad place that fucking that that left them with this action. And uh, I feel, I like, feel like there's sad. a I feel like there's a very human story there that people are never gonna find. I'm not trying to rubberneck at someone's suicide. I think that's a terrible thing to do. And honestly, I wouldn't be talking about it, except that it's 2021. And this was potentially an act of terrorism. This this was a suicide bombing. Dude, there were elected officials in Tennessee. or There was somebody of media prominence, I forget who it was, that was suggesting that it was a goddamn missile strike because they were trying to take down the 5G network. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, that's just bizarre, were, and I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, there there were people that were immediately after it happened lobbing the wildest shit at this story because that's where we're at. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
I think the last thing you want to talk about was the Church of Satan, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it was fun. Uh, I didn't take a lot of notes, but I do. Uh, I do want to talk about just a little bit how the Church of Satan is. Uh, they have a campaign across uh, Texas and Florida and a little bit of the South here, where they're putting up billboards. And uh, in 18 states across the nation, they're filing legal battles uh, to provide a religious exemption for abortion. Because, as you might know, uh, several states have abortion legal on the books because it's a federal thing, but have a whole lot of crisis centers and and funny little labyrinths that they set up. A lot of us live in those states, including you and I. Right. There's a kind and of do, yeah. Don't we systematic... have one of those phony, you know, cri- crisis centers? Like, oh wait, did that go under during the pandemic? Oh, I haven't seen it. I, I, I know I haven't seen it up. either, yeah. but I haven't been downtown. But I'm much. sure also it's not the only one in Taylor. So <laughs> it's certainly not the only one. There's in probably Wilco. vans. Yeah. That yeah. have crisis. Yeah. Crisis like family planning or whatever Those are stupid shit. Though, because you got to show up at like 6 a.m. and there's already a line. <laughs> I know. That's how I got my cat spade. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was by a neo-Catholic in a van. Um, but... So, yeah, uh, there are a lot of states out there that have a whole lot of unrealistic uh, extra steps and paces to try to prevent women from having the, the freedom of choice, even though that is a federally, like, okayed thing. And so the Church of Satan is trying to get a little bit of uh, legal footwork in the door here for a religious exemption for the right of bodily autonomy uh, oh. in women. And uh, so, yeah, they're, they're doing a campaign where they're just trying to raise awareness in a lot of places in the South by pointing out you don't have to be a member of the Church of Satan to go through our ritualistic practice, which is to simply look at yourself in a mirror and ask yourself a few questions about what you actually want, uh, you know, pertaining to the situation and that that is the only counsel that you need. You do not need... Uh, permission other, from your dad, your you pastor, your permission your from your teachers. pastor, your dad, or a crisis center, or anybody in order to gain access to those rights. So yeah, Church of Satan, I really like what they're doing and what they're becoming here in the 21st century. They've had to step it up. Yeah, uh, and, and they have with, uh, you know, I ain't trying to piss anybody off here. I mean, it definitely started as like as, a lighthearted protest. Yeah, I, I think that with, with Anton LaVey out of the picture, I think that there is a more pragmatic uh, mission of the Church of Satan. And with LaVey, I felt like it was a little bit of a joke. And it, was, it was a troll. It was meant yeah. to be a thing. But they, uh, they evolved yeah. from trolls into genuine activists. Obviously, they've, yeah, le- they've leaned hard on the legal system and challenging religious religious uh, freedoms, like uh, for their for the benefit of society or whatever. Yeah, and that's here's the thing: is that I have good feelings for them now. I just really don't want them to go the way of PETA. Not challenging religious freedoms. They try to say we have them too. Exactly. Yeah. Like to be clear, and like here's the thing: uh, if they are going the way of PETA, there, then their idea is to challenge the separation of church and state, and make sure that it is indeed a thing, and to try to really put that gap between church and state. If they are going the way of PETA, y'all write in, let me know, because I hate to be out of the loop on this. Uh, I defended, I tried to defend PETA for a while, <laughs> in spite of their ridiculous campaigns and yeah like but i feel like there was a lot of shit flying around about PETA. like oh they actually kill more animals than they help and i'm like well there's some store there's some stories that help like, explain the euthanasia yeah. campaign that PETA did blah blah, blah. yeah regardless uh, regardless I of that i think the main argument about PETA I is that i can't defend do, PETA anymore they do tie up the legal system they're the worst yeah and they're, they're not helpful they're pretty clueless when it comes to outreach yeah, it's like an organization run by Britta. It's just, they're just, <laughs> just Britting animal rights. Just the fucking worst. <laughs> Sounds about right. But yeah. I, I do want to say when it comes to the Church of Satan's legal battles, uh, we've been watching the, uh, I want to say, final season of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Uh the latest. I don't Wait, know about the I final. can't just say Sabrina. It's um Sabrina the the, ch- the ch- nope, it's the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Ah, Sabrina yes. the Teenage Witch totally different show. 
So when I said that earlier at work that we were watching Sabrina the Teenage Wish, my coworker had a totally different interpretation. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Nope. This is Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, a lot of fans call it chaos. Ah, that I see what you did there. Acronym. Okay, okay. That's not what I did. That's what they do. Well, I have noticed in this latest season, the witches, of course, have stopped worshiping Satan. So... Uh, there was a legal battle with the Church of Satan because they took the statue of uh, Baphomet. Baphomet. They took the statue of Baphomet that adorns the halls of the Academy of Witches. Baphomet? Baphomet? Baphomet. It's not French. Uh, they stole it directly from a statue yeah. that the Church of Satan already had. And had uh, erected in put, public. Yeah, put on some public grounds. And there's <laughs> a lot of court battles about that. So the Baphomet imagery comes mm-hmm. from like Crowley's era. Right. Um, oh, is that right? The, that imagery, yeah. Uh, it might come from the tarot. Come from the uh, Infernal Dictionary. Uh, there's, there was a, a lot of shit from hundreds of years ago where they went buck wild on their imaginations it's, with it's this like stuff. A hun- it's like 160. It's like the beginning of the 20th century. Or I would imagine even earlier. Like Anyway, go on. Well, it can't, you know... Y'all write in if I'm wrong. Um, I just know the Raider White tarot deck and the illustrators that did the the Baphomet illustration for the the, the devil, devil card. Uh, so it's just a beautiful illustration, and it's sexual and it's uh, hermaphroditic, uh, which is nice. And choice, <laughs> choice, and the um, yeah, because it's yeah, it's got tits and it's got like a phallus rising up. It's really nice. Like I'm not gonna get tattooed or anything, but it's just like a really nice illustration. Hey, if you were gonna be a tarot tattoo, what tarot tattoo would you be? I have thought so much about this, yeah. and I'm still unprepared for this question. I would be that one of the dude carrying all the swords. It's like the, the oh yeah, like the seven of he swords. He is or carrying those swords all wrong. He's struggling with them. Doesn't know what the he's fuck he's doing. He's about to get cut any yeah. second. Mm-hmm. I, it would be that there. or that like the like eleven of swords or something, where it's just a whole lot of swords in a wall and a person crying in bed. Speaking of legal battles in the Church of Satan, I do know that they uh, did file a dispute about the use of that statue, like totally uncredited. Mm-hmm. And if you like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, you might think that they're just kind of like just being dicks about it. Uh, I will say, in all fairness, that the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina did not do much for the reputation of the Church of Satan. No, um, I wouldn't think so. But I also think they would appreciate its camp value. Yeah, you got a funny relationship there because what the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is is what LeVay, uh like would and, want and you to think it is about Satanism. Yeah. yeah, and it was this campy like, you know, this is not for bringing on the masses. If this is like an in to alienate them, this and, is an in joke. And yet, know? and yet, this. The show is happening in 2020 or 2019. So you've got like what's supposed to be a 16 year old witch. She's about, she's actually 15. She's about to have her 16th birthday. And so she has to go through a sort of like satanic christening ritual in the woods where she accepts Satan into her heart. But also Satan is known to just pop up and just fuck you. Fuck you in bestial form. And so they're talking about the super cat. She's like, Auntie, I don't know if I want to accept Satan into my vagina. I'm just not sure. Am I ready? 
I'm just so young. And they're like, well, he hardly ever visits in person. Right. But it's always a great honor, Sabrina, if he does. And you, you're just going to have to spread your cheeks and just try to like it. Mm. And so, like, you got to think, this is this is going pretty far. Like, it's doing some stuff here. Yeah. It's a little bit of a knock on Catholicism and just, like, being submissive to any like male authority figure you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's there like it exists and with it i like the coven coming into their own and moving away from a a power dynamic that didn't agree with that's what i'm saying their motives and their intentions they never did try to demonize the witches in any way like these are our protagonists so you want to like that you want your audience to like them right but it's always been a little weird that all these powerful women are so into they're so like emotionally involved uh in this patriarchal a power situation that becomes less and less convenient for them as they go. And so there is, of course, at some point, uh, spoiler alert, uh, the witches reject Satan and take as their new patron god, uh, Hecate. I love it. Yeah, to bring it all back, the statue of Baphomet that was contested in a litigious manner has quietly disappeared and been replaced with a statue of three women, uh-huh. that would be a statue representing Hecate. So, yeah, I don't know if the Church of Satan had anything to do with this like plot contrivance that drives all the witches into uh, a more matriarchal god uh, and get their. But you know, it's a good. But I think it's a good twist. Uh, I think it's, I appreciate it. I think it's befitting. I think that it was kind of set up from the from the beginning. You think so? I do too, because it was yeah. a very feminist show from the start. Sabrina's always been like, I and don't know if I'm ready to be sodomized by Satan on my christening. Dynamics have been flipped, and that's like a couple of seasons right there. Yeah. Uh, and now we're like trying to find the new normal. Uh, so you know, I get it. No, they're do- they're doing good. I like the show. I think they're uh, doing don't get me good. Wrong. Yeah. When you start off that hard and mm-hmm. that weird. You fucking better commit. Uh, but yeah, no, we should. End the show. End the show. We should. It's been a minute. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in and uh, going through our, uh, our, our big drunken catch up on uh, not talking to you for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we had to get double drunk. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to the new year. We're constantly growing and progressing like a like a hydra yeah there we're gonna go we're gonna go with that thanks for listening to the show i'm just gonna wrap it <laughs> i'm joe I'm, I'm i'm joe yeah i'm t- <laughs> i'm all those things too thanks for listening and we care about you thanks for tuning in stay safe Sit down.